Chapter 9, Part 2 of Glimpses of Italian Society in the 18th Century by Hester Lynch Piozzi. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Naples, Part 2. I wished exceedingly to purchase here the genuine account of Massaniello's far-famed sedition and revolt, more dreadful in a certain way than any of the earthquakes which have at different times shaken this hollow-founded country. But my friends here tell me it was suppressed and burned by the hands of the common executioner, with many chastisements beside bestowed upon the writer, who tried to escape, but found it more prudent to submit to justice. Thomas Agnello was the unluckily adapted name of the mad fisherman who headed the mob on that truly memorable occasion. But it is not an unusual thing here to cut off the first syllable and by the figure Ephesus alter the appellation entirely. By that device of dropping the to he has been called Massaniello and this is one of their methods to render the patois of Naples as unintelligible to us as if we had never seen Italy till now. And one is above all things tormented with their way of pronouncing names. Here are Don and Donne again at this town as at Milan, however because the King of Spain or Re Catolico as these people always call him has still much influence, and they seem to think nearly as respectfully of him as of their own immediate sovereign, who is, however, greatly beloved among them, and so he ought to be, for he is the representative of them all. He rides and rows and hunts the wild boar, and catches fish in the bay and sells it in the market, as dear as he can too, but gives away the money they pay him for it, and that directly, so that no suspicion of meanness or of anything worse than a little rough merriment can be ever attached to his truly honest, open, undesigning character. Stories of monarchs seldom give me pleasure, who am seldom persuaded to give credit to tales told of persons few people have any access to, and whose behaviour towards those few is circumscribed within the laws of insipid and dull routine. But this prince lives among his subjects with the old Roman idea of a window before his bosom, I believe. They know the worst of him is that he shoots at the birds, dances with the girls, eats macaroni, and helps himself to it with his fingers, and rows against the watermen in the bay till one of them burst out a bleeding at the nose last week with his uncourtly efforts to outdo the king, who won the trifling wager by this accident, conquered, laughed, and leaped on shore, amidst the acclamations of the populace who desired him home to the palace, from whence he sent double the sum he had won to the waterman's wife and children, with other tokens of kindness. Meantime, while he resolves to be happy himself, he is equally determined to make no man miserable. 
when the emperor and the grand duke talked to him of their new projects for reformation in the church he told them he saw little advantage they brought into their states by these new-fangled notions that when he was at florence and milan the deuce a neapolitan could he find in either while his capital was crowded with refugees from thence that in short they might do their way but he would do his and that he had not now an enemy in the world public or private and that he would not make himself any for the sake of propagating doctrines he did not understand and would not take the trouble to study that he should say his prayers as he used to do and had no doubt of their being heard while he only begged blessings on his beloved people so if these wise brothers-in-law would learn of him to enjoy life instead of shortening it by unnecessary cares he invited them to see him the next morning play a great match of tennis the truth is the jolly neapolitans lead a coarse life but it is an unimpressed one never sure was there in any town a greater show of abundance no settled market in any given place i think but every third shop full of what the french call so properly a munition de bouche while whole boars kids and small calves dangle from a sort of neat scaffolding with all their skins on and to make a pretty appearance poulterers hang their animals in the feathers too not to lay them on the boards plucked as at london or venice the strada del toledo is at least as long as oxford road and straight as bond street very wide too the houses all of stone and at least eight stories high over the shops live people of fashion i'm told but the persons of particularly high quality have their palaces in other parts of the town which town at last is not a large one but full as an egg and mr clark the antiquarian who resides here always informed me that the late distresses in calabria had driven many families to naples this year beside single wanderers innumerable which wonderfully increased the daily throng one sees passing and repassing to hear the lazzaroni shout and bawl about the streets night and day one would really fancy oneself in a semi-barbarous nation and a milanese officer who has lived long among them protested that the manners of the great corresponded in every respect with the idea given of them by the little it is however observable and surely very praiseworthy that if the italians are not ashamed of their crimes neither are they ashamed of their contrition i saw this very morning an odd scene at church which though new to me appeared perhaps from its frequent repetition to strike no one but myself a lady with a long white dress and veil came in her carriage which waited for her at the door with her own arms upon it and three servants better dressed than is common here followed and put a lighted taper in her hand on cet état as the french say she moved slowly up the church 
looking like Jane Shaw in the last act, but not so feeble, and being arrived at the steps of the high altar, threw herself quite upon her face before it, remaining prostrate there at least five minutes in the face of the whole congregation, who equally to my amazement neither stared nor sneered, neither laughed nor lamented, but minded their own private devotions, no mass was saying, till the lady rose, kissed the steps, and bathed them with her tears, mingled with sobs of no affected or hypocritical penitence, I'm sure, retiring afterwards to her own seat where she waited with others the commencement of the sacred office, having extinguished her candle and apparently lighted her heart. I felt mine quite penetrated by her behaviour. Let not this story, however, mislead anyone to think that more general decorum or true devotion can be found in churches of the Romish persuasion than in ours. Quite the reverse. This burst of penitential piety was in itself an indecorous thing. But it is the nature and genius of the people not to mind small matters. Dogs are suffered to run about and dirty the churches all the time divine service is performing, while the crying of babies and the most indecent methods taken by the women to pacify them give one still juster offence. There is no treading for spittle and nastiness of one sort or another in all the churches of Italy, whose inhabitants allow the filthiness of Naples but endeavour to justify the disorders of other cities, though I do believe nothing ever equalled the Chiesa dei Cavalieri at Pisa in any Christian land. Santa Justina at Padua, the Redentore at Venice, St. Peter's at Rome, and some of the least frequented churches at Milan are exceptions. They are kept very clean and do not by the scandalous neglect of those appointed to keep them disgrace the beauty of their buildings. Here has, however, been a dreadful accident, which puts such slight considerations out of one's head. A friar has killed a woman in the church just by the Crocelli Inn, for having refused him favours he suspected she had granted to another no step is taken, though, towards punishing the murderer, because he is religioso e di più cavaliere. What a miracle that more such outrages are not daily committed in a country where profession of sanctity and real high birth are protections from law and justice. Surely nothing but perfect sobriety and great goodness of disposition can be alleged as a reason why worse is not done every day. I said so to a gentleman just now, who assured me the criminal would not escape very severe castigation, and that perhaps the convent would inflict such severities upon that gentleman as would amply supply the want of activity in the exertion of civil power. It is a stupid thing not to mention the common dress of the ordinary women here which ladies likewise adopt if they venture out on foot, desiring not to be known. 
two black silk petticoats then serve entirely to conceal their own figure as when both are tied round their waist one is suddenly turned up and as they pull it quick over their heads a loose trimming of narrow black gauze drops over the face while a hook and eye fastens all close under the chin and gives them an air not unlike our country wenches who throw the gown tail over their heads to protect them from a summer shower the holiday dresses meantime of the peasants around naples are very rich and cumbersome one often sees a great coarse raw-boned fellow on a sunday panting for heat under a thick blue velvet coat comically enough the females in a scarlet cloth petticoat with a broad gold lace at the bottom a jacket open before but charged with heavy ornaments and the head not unbecomingly dressed with an embroidered handkerchief from turkey exactly as one sees them represented here in prints which they sell dear enough god knows and ask as i am informed by the purchasers not twice or thrice but four or five times more than at last they take as indeed for everything one buys here one portrait is better however than a thousand words when single figures are to be delineated but of the grotta del cane description gives a completer idea than drawing both are perhaps nearly unnecessary indeed when speaking of a place so often and so accurately described what surprised me most among the ceremonies of this extraordinary place was that the pent-up vapour shut in an excavation of the rock should upon opening the door gradually move forwards a few yards but not rise up above a foot from the surface nor by what i could observe ever dissipate in air i think we left it hovering over the favourite spot where the poor cur's nose had been forcibly held in it for a minute or two but he took care after his recovery to keep a very judicious distance sporting with animal life is always highly offensive and the fellow's account that his dog was used to the operation and had already gone through it eight times that it did him no harm etc i considered as words used merely to quiet our impatience of the experiment which is infinitely more amusing when tried upon a lighted flambeau extinguishing it most completely in a moment what connection there is between flame and vitality those who know more of the matter than i do must expound the christmas season here at naples is very pleasingly observed the italians are peculiarly ingenious in adorning their shops i think and setting out their wares every grocer fruiterer etc now mingles orange and lemon and myrtle leaves among the goods exposed at his door as we do greens in the churches of england but with infinitely more taste and this device produces a very fine effect upon the whole as one drives along la strada del toledo which all morning looks showy from these decorations and all evening splendid from the profusion of torches flambeau etc that shine with less regularity indeed but with more lustre and greater appearance of expensive gaiety than our neat clean steady london lamps 
some odd pretty movable coffee-houses too or lemonade-shops set on wheels and adorned according to the possessor's taste with gilding painting etc and covered with ices orgiates and other refreshments as in emulation each of the other and in a strange variety of shapes and forms too exquisitely well imagined for the most part help forward the finery of naples exceedingly i have counted thirty of these galante shops on each side of the street which with their necessary illuminations make a brilliant figure by candlelight till twelve o'clock when all the show is over and everybody puts out their lights and quietly lies down to rest till that hour however few things can exceed the tumultuous merriment of naples while the volantes or running footmen dressed like tumblers before a show precede all characters of distinction and endeavour to keep the people from being run over yet whilst they are listening to Pallicinello's jokes or to some such street orator as dr moore describes with equal truth and humour they often get crushed and killed yet as pope says see some strange comfort every state attend the lazzaroni who has his child run over by the coach of a man of quality has a regular claim upon him for no less than twelve carolines about five shillings english if it is his wife that meets with the accident he gets two ducats live or die and for the master of the family house he has none three is the regular compensation and no words pass here about trifles truth is human life is lower rated in all parts of italy than with us they think nothing of an individual but see him perish excepting by the hand of justice as a cat or dog a young man fell from our carriage at milan one evening he was not a servant of ours but a friend which after we were gone home the coachman had picked up to go with him to the fireworks which were exhibited that night near the corso there was a crowd and an embarras and the fellow tumbled off and died upon the spot and nobody even spoke or i believe thought about the matter except one woman who supposed that he had neglected to cross himself when he got up behind there is a work of art peculiar to this city and attempted in no other on which surprising sums of money are lavished by many of the inhabitants who connect or associate to this amusement ideas of piety and devotion the thing when finished is called a presepio and is composed in honour of this sacred season after which all is taken to pieces and arranged after a different manner next year in many houses a room in some a whole suite of apartments in others the terrace upon the housetop is dedicated to this very uncommon show consisting of a miniature representation in sycamore wood properly coloured of the house at bethlehem with the blessed virgin st joseph and our saviour in the manger with attendant angels etc as in pictures of the nativity the figures are about six inches high and dressed with the most exact propriety 
this however though the principal thing intended to attract the spectator's notice is kept back so that sometimes i scarcely saw it at all while a general and excellent landscape with figures of men at work women dressing dinner a long road in real gravel with rocks hills rivers cattle camels everything that can be imagined fill the other rooms so happily disposed too for the most part the light introduced so artfully the perspective kept so surprisingly one wonders and cries out it is certainly but a baby house at best yet managed by people whose heads naturally turn towards architecture and design give them power thus to defy a traveller not to feel delighted with the general effect while if every single figure is not capitally executed and nicely expressed beside the proprietor is truly miserable and will cut a new cow or bury the horse's attitude against next christmas coot que coot and perhaps i should not have said so much about the matter if they had not been shown me within this last week presepios which have cost their possessors fifteen hundred or two thousand english pounds and rather than relinquish or sell them many families have gone to ruin i have wrote the sums down in letters not figures for fear of the possibility of a mistake one of these playthings had the journey of the three kings represented in it and the presents were all of real gold and silver finely worked nothing could be better or more livelily finished but sir said i why do you dress up one of the wise men with a turban and crescent six hundred years before the birth of mohammed who first put that mark in the forehead of his followers the eastern magi were not turks this is a breach of costume my gentleman paused and thanked me and said he would inquire if there was nothing heretical in the objection and if all was right it should be changed next year without fail a young lady here of english parents just ten years old asked me very pertinently why this pretty sight was called a presepio but said she suddenly answering herself i suppose it is because it is preceptive End of chapter nine part two